I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Coming up, I'm going to talk to Mac Quayle, who creates the moody electronic score for TV's Mr. Robot. But before we do that, I'd like to talk about these podcasts and how much time and money it takes to put them together and make them available. So if you like what we do with these interviews and on Echoes, become a supporter by making a donation now at echoes.org. It's easy, you'll feel great, and you'll be supporting the dissemination of great music to the world. Just go to echoes.org. And now, enter your passcode, log into your Tor account, and hear how Mac Quayle hacks the soundtrack of Mr. Robot. You're hearing Echoes, and I'm John DiLibretto. Mr. Robot is one of the most intense, cerebral, complex, and layered programs on television these days. It's a bleak, dystopian TV show following the journey of a psychologically tormented genius hacker, Elliot Alderson, as he tries to bring down the E-Core conglomeration with a group called F-Society. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. That's lame. Maybe I should give you a name. That's a slippery slope. You're only in my head. We have to remember that. It's actually happened. I'm talking to an imaginary person. What I'm about to tell you is top secret. A conspiracy bigger than all of us. There's a powerful group of people out there that are secretly running the world. I'm talking about the guys no one knows about, the guys that are invisible. The top 1% of the top 1%, the guys that play God without permission. And now I think they're following me. Creating the often dark and foreboding sound of that world is composer Mac Quayle. Most of the score, I'm really just like scoring what's happening in Elliot's subconscious. And sadly for him, it's, it's quite dark in there. It's paranoid, it's tense. And so um, I'm, I'm helping to tell that part of the story. It can be kind of rough. I, f- I feel for the guy. Taking place in the near and possibly prophetic future and working with technological themes, an electronic score seemed like the most obvious way to go for the show. It was the idea that Sam Esmail, the creator of the show, presented to me in our first meeting. He felt that uh, it would be the best sound uh, suited for the show. Yes, there's a technological component to the show with the hacking, but it's actually quite a small part of it. There's, there's so much other emotions and and situations happening that um, electronic is not necessarily the only choice, but it it did feel like a a great way to describe what Sam wanted to describe in telling his story. Although set in the future, the sonic vocabulary is distinctly from the 1970s and early 80s. Quayle admits to studying some of his electronic forebears. Um, that's true. That definitely, definitely, uh, there is a 
influence of, of you know, 70s and 80s, uh, maybe even 90s uh, electronic music uh, in the score. I mean, you know, it's the godfathers of, uh, of electronic music, Kraftwerk, I think, are pretty... Um, pretty strong influence. I was listening to Depeche Mode and New Order, Ultravox, Tangerine Dream, of course, quite influential. You can hear that vintage 70s Tangerine Dream sound in some of his sequencer-driven tracks, as well as his more ambient drone-based cues. Depending on what type of repeated pattern that it is, it, it could be quite tense, but it could also not be tense. I get tension from some other elements aside from, from sequencers, more like low drones or discordant uh, harmonies or perhaps some of uh, these aforementioned sound design-y type elements that, that aren't really a, a typical musical tone, but, but, but bring some sort of a distorted, uh, eerie uh, element to the to the music which will will add to the tension Mr. Robot is heavy on sound design, not only with source sounds like computers and cars and sirens, but more ambient sound effects that act like part of the scenery. Sometimes it's hard to tell where the sound effects end and the music begins. I do enjoy scores that um, have a sound design-y approach, where there are sounds in the music that would not be considered a traditional instrument or, or sound that, that you might hear. So I, th I think that, that is what helps to blur this. Between the sound design and the music, there are elements in the music which um, are, are definitely not traditional. A couple of minutes and we'll be. Why can't I do this? Why can't I start the restore? Sometimes the sound effects become part of the music. In this recent season three, there was a scene on a subway train in New York, and the sound designer had all of these different subway train sounds, one of them being what, uh, what he called the click clacks of the, of the train wheels going over the tracks. And they had a very distinct rhythm to them. So I asked him to send me those isolated and I took them and, and uh, I looped them and found what tempo they were at and then I wrote my music to fit with these click clacks and it, it's it's quite subtle you know I don't think most people would notice it but if you if you go and, and watch that particular scene and listen to the music you'll hear oh the, the train is right in time with the music that's not even the cherry on top I killed a woman. Got her right in the heart with a stun gun.
Glenn Howarth, a former collaborator with film director and composer John Carpenter, once told me that electronic music is the sound of horror. Sometimes Mac Whale had to take that to heart from Mr. Robot. This is a note I've gotten from Sam a number of times. It needs to be more scary. It needs to have a horror element to it. There's some pretty intense stuff happening, as you know, from watching the show. There are certainly lots of moments that uh, would probably fit pretty nicely in, in a particular horror film. Every now and then, the score becomes almost heartening as it does just before the climactic scene of the third season when Elliot, who has failed at everything in the preceding 27 episodes, seems to have finally succeeded at stopping a building from being blown up. We were thinking that we'd, we wanted something uplifting. It was, a, it was a good moment for Elliot. We needed a release. You know, he'd, he'd been through so much in that episode and you know that that sequence leading up to when that when that cue comes in was was quite intense with the the battle between him and Mr. Robot and so yeah we wanted we wanted something uplifting paper records in the building and the dark army knew that so why did they try to go today but of course after that uplift turns out Elliot was duped and 71 other e-corp buildings were blown up Mac Whale had the music for that as well of seemingly orchestrated strikes across the country. A reported 71 buildings owned by E-Corp exploded or caught fire. There has been no official confirmation. Matt Quayle isn't a purely electronic musician. He composed the orchestral score for Feud, Betty and Joan. He won an Emmy for that, which sits right next to his Emmy for the first season of Mr. Robot. He also scored the second season of American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. But just as Vangelis is often noted more for his Blade Runner score than the hundreds of other works he composed, Macquail's score from Mr. Robot will also be a signature moment in his career. Volume 4 of his soundtrack has just been released on Lakeshore Records. If Mr. Robot was here, what would he do? First thing he'd tell you is stop talking to your imaginary friend. You're not really him, though. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast today. Go to echoes.org to find out more. I'm John DiLiberto. Be sure to keep an eye out for more Echoes interviews at echoes.org or the Echoes newsletter.